another episode, episode 7. Um, unfortunately today we don't have Frog with us. Aww. Aww. Very unfortunate. Because he <laughs> currently has to prepare for his exam. So today is just the uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 4 of us. Yes. So today we have Fox. There. Hamster. Hey Chuck. Yay. So today we would like to talk about evangelizing. Also excited. <laughs> yes, silent, so excited. Quiet, yeah, probably excited. Yeah, because but silent, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because evangelizing is a huge part of our life as a Christian. And luckily, we have two friends who actually work. I'm not a friend. In a full time, <laughs> <laughs> full -time missionary. So, I have a question, Fox. Oh, okay. What's evangelizing? Yeah, Fox, what's evangelizing? <laughs> this, is, this is a u word we're using a lot, what is it? Yeah, what does yeah, it mean? We, oh, good question, okay. Well, evangelizing means that, you know, to share the gospel. Yay! Mm -hmm. What's the gospel? Gospel is good news of Jesus. Okay, well, we'll take that, hopefully as we talk more. Yeah, yeah. Makes more sense. Yeah, you guys can fill in. So, the first, like, icebreaker question that I wanted to ask you guys is, how do you start a spiritual conversation with someone? Do you just walk up to them and be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus, or... It's not a question. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same, right? It's very assertive. Yeah, or do you, you know, like, say like, oh, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? Like, I That's still a power move. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, so, like, what's your, like, personal go-to question or statement to start, like, a spiritual conversation with someone? Personally, I like to stand on street corners with a <laughs> microphone and just yell. <laughs> That's also my favorite. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. You never have some free time. I'm like, oh, it's so really good like, you know, fills my tank. I hope you listeners can tell we are joking. That's sarcasm. That's my worst <laughs> not, not to put down anyone who, who does do that because I think that takes a lot of courage. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I I'm could not never. able to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say it really depends to mm. answer your question. Like, your go-to phrase, I don't think I have a go-to. Okay. I think it's contextual and depends who I'm talking to. Like, mm -hmm. uh, if it's with strangers, like, first time I met them, like, um, I might want to build some relationship first and actually just get to know them as yeah. a friend. Um, if, yeah, with my friend groups, like, I know them quite a bit already, I, I'll be fine with just kind of talking about uh, maybe church, just yeah. what I've been learning at church and hear what they think about it and... If they ask about it, I might I might go deep into that. Um, but also, Christians also do a thing called walk-up evangelism, which is you can just walk up to someone and ask them what they think mm. about who Jesus is, or even ask them what their worldview is, what mm. they believe. Um, so I don't really have a go-to phrase. Yeah. I, I have a go-to segue, segue, which is just to turn conversation to what you did in the weekend, because then people inadvertently oh. ask you back. And I'm like, cool, here's what I did on Saturday. And on Sunday I went to church, hang out with some of the, you know, people there, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. You can kind of get a sense from their body language, if you're talking face to face, how they take that. Yeah. You know, whether, oh, like, they whether they're like, you mention the word oh, church. Yeah. yeah, like something in their eyes or their face will be a bit like, oh, like I used to go to church or they might be a bit more shut up or they might change the conversation real suddenly, or, you know, but if they follow up naturally, then I'm like, okay, maybe they're a little interested and you can carry on talking from there. Yeah. I wouldn't like really push it or sell it or be that direct 
necessarily in my approach, but like it's a, particularly because I'm mostly in a corporate workplace, mm. that's kind of a good way of testing the waters for me. Mm, yeah, no, that was really good. That's like a really natural kind of. Yeah. Oh, there's a few people around the workplace who I know are Christians, so sometimes I'll just ch- be chatting to them and people will overhear and, like, you know, ask mm. questions or... Mm. That's kind of the ideal, right? If people follow up and they're like, oh, I heard you talking to blah, 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 or, mm. you know, yeah. I used to go to church or some kind of conversation. Mm. But, um, yeah, if they don't, then that's cool. And uh, at least they know where I stand and that can open up opportunities in the future too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, at work we talk about something called gospel snacks. Which oh, is, um, it's kind of like sort of the sort of the things that Hamster was saying, uh, like bringing up little snippets of things that are going on in your life and how God is relevant or something you've been learning through the Bible or something like that in a way that's just like really normal. In the same way that actually we talk about it in Christian circles a lot. You might be like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I've been learning this in relation to a completely different conversation. Um, and so having little, like really sm- small snippets that can be followed up. Um, I find a really good question is if you're doing stranger evangelism, so talking to someone who you don't know and you're literally just having like a one-off conversation um, or with friends as well, maybe that you don't know super well, is um, what is your spiritual background? That's quite a helpful one. So mm. if you're talking about you going to church or something like that or some beliefs that you have, like, oh, hey, like, what are your, what's your spiritual background or do you have any spiritual beliefs or that kind of thing? Um, I find that quite a helpful one. Um, but other just good generic questions are things like, oh, what do you mean by that? Or those kinds of things. How did you come to that conclusion? How did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely questions, though. Yeah. Questions is a good approach. I would hardly ever go in with a out-of-context, I-know-nothing hard statements. Yeah. Like, this is what I believe, or this is where I'm coming from, or you should think this. Um, yeah. But those little questions to open up people around, like, sharing a bit about what they've experienced is mm. pretty good especially since we're in New Zealand usually people do have a little bit of church experience or a family member of some yeah. sort who's been into that kind of thing yeah there'll be like songs or some kind of exposure there Sunday school grandparents yeah. those are all kind of common my experience mm. yeah yeah so not really any go-to phrases no not yeah, yet not, not really it's really about actually just getting to know someone mm. like any questions you would ask hmm. someone you want to be friends with, like you'd want to know more about them, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think probably it takes a bit of courage to ask them deeper questions about hmm. kind of where they come from, what their background is, like like how they how how they become the person they are today, hmm. and that could be linked to faith. Um, it could not be, you know, someone could say, "Oh, I don't have a religious background," hmm. and now you know. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, evangelism is a lot. You do want to share about Jesus and tell them about who he is and what he's done. But at the same time, it is about relationship and actually just knowing someone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's only through relationship that you can help to uh, kind of share with someone how Jesus might be relevant to their life. Mm. So if you don't yeah. know them, it's really hard to do that. So you're like, cool, that's your church thing. Why does it relate to me? I would say I think it's easier for me to talk to strangers mm. about yeah. the gospel. Mm. Um, I've had various experiences with that over the years. Like some people are totally not interested. Mm. Some people fully agreed, wanted to follow Jesus on the spot. Like mm. the whole spectrum. But I find it a lot harder to speak. And I, therefore I prep more and I'm more cautious in my approach. 
towards people that I already have an existing relationship with or that I'm gonna see a lot after that like in the workplace I don't have the same kind of directness as if I was just to walk up to someone and be like hey curious like what are your thoughts on Christianity or your spiritual background mm. um mm. yeah no, time and a place you know yeah, <laughs> that's great yeah but I relate to that too I find it harder to um talk about my faith with someone that I will always see every day than someone that I'll see once and never again <laughs> yeah there's something at stake right your relationship with them yeah. your reputation mm. your interactions yeah. what they're gonna think of you yeah uh, should we move on to our first question for today's podcast? Sure. Let's do it. Let's hear it. All right. So this one was sent by one of our listeners. The first question is, what do you do on mission trips? Yeah, like, what do you guys do? Like, <laughs> personally, I've never You've been... never been on Yeah, one? I've never been in a mission trip. I have a rough idea what it might be. I'm guessing that it's similar to, like, a church camp, but with a whole lot of, like, evangelizing strangers involved mm. oh. no, they're pretty different okay okay so like yeah t- do tell us like the difference um i think i'd start by saying like I, I definitely our experiences have all been through the university christian group mm-hmm. um but churches go on mission trips like yeah. yeah youth groups like there's a whole bunch it's not just a one-off group thing um, yeah. I think if you think about Christian camps, if you've been, if you've never been on a Christian Christian camp before, that's where there's a lot of um, a lot of like community, a lot of fun, a lot of growing with each other, like some sermons that you listen to, um, Bible teaching, small groups, that kind of thing. Mm. And there's elements of that in a missions trip, but the focus of a missions trip is to share the gospel with people. So that is like the the biggest part of your day, the biggest like is the purpose that you're going. So any teachings that you are doing probably relate directly to sharing the gospel. So either like practical trainings or kind of talks related to the heart of evangelism. Um, But most of the time we'll be out, depending on the group, depending on the context, the majority of it will be out. Whether that's like on the streets or in some kind of like community area um, or in universities or whatever the area might be. Um, The focus of it is really to be sharing as much as effectively as possible. Mm. So you wake up, time to share the gospel. <laughs> no breakfast. <laughs> you just fast for the whole two weeks on this mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. But I think I do agree um, with Hedgehog. It's definitely not like a Christian camp where you go and you're there to like kind of be fed. You like drink it up. You're like, mm. I'm here to learn more about the Bible. I'm to grow in my skills in evangelism like a, a mission trip is like you're being sent to a location mm. um to share the gospel or start some sort of movement mm-hmm. um, so there are different strategies behind this like um some people are like yep we go there we share the gospel and then we leave mm-hmm. some are like we're going to stay there longer we're going to help start up a community find maybe others who are already christian there and see if they want to meet together and start something mm-hmm. Um, some go to a location where there's already a church and they partner with them and help them with their activities. Mm. And, you know, there are different kind of styles of mission trips, but in the end, all of them want to see Jesus be made known for others to know him and have a relationship with him. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Have you been on a mission trip? Yeah, I've been on two mission trips, one in New Zealand, one overseas. Um, yeah, two overseas. overseas. Two overseas. Yeah. 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 
I think, yeah, if I was to summarize, and a bunch of Christian camps just like growing up, I think if I were to summarize Christian camps and my experience of being quite inwardly focused and like in a good way, that's their task. It's to inwardly build relationships with the people that go, mm. to inwardly like be taught more yourself and, mm. and that kind of thing. And then mission trips is externally focused. Your goal mm. is to make friends with people outside of your group, um, to build relationships with people outside of um mm. Yeah, I guess the camp environment. Mm. They could look similar in some ways, but the purpose of it is usually that difference between looking in and mm. looking out. No, yeah, that's a good summary. And I think yeah. Christian camps can also be missional as well. Like, for a lot of Christian camps that we've been on, there are people who come who actually aren't Christian but want to know more. So there's also that, but that yeah. is still probably inward focus because it requires them coming in and, like, being yeah. interested. Yeah. At, at the same time, not to say that, like, they're one or the other, um, yeah. I'd say that during mission trips, you do find yourself growing a lot in your faith as well. Mm. Like as you are sharing the gospel, like every day, yeah. you are hearing the gospel yourself all yeah. the time, and yeah. you're reminded of this truth. And so you do experience a lot of growth. Mm. Um, but I guess your main purpose of I guess a Christian camp versus a mission trip, like mm. they're different. One where you're more focused on growing yourself, and one where you're being sent to help others grow. You can still experience growth and there's still evangelism both yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of overlap and you'll probably yeah, find as you go on outwardly focused mission trips you become really close with the people that you go mm. on those trips with anyway um which is just kind of a side effect of having that same purpose mm. like if you're working alongside people in any kind of capacity if you have the same goal and you're fixed on the same point you know when you're going there together you become closer yeah. with your teammates anyway yeah, yeah. it's mm. like if you play a sport yeah, totally. Yeah, like ultimate frisbee, I don't know, rugby, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just love your team. You spend so much time together. You guys yeah. go through hard times together, like training. Yeah. yeah you start the victories, the, you know, yeah. what's oh. opposite of victory? Failure? Yeah. yeah. A few hard times. <laughs> I can't remember who told me this, but um, one of my friends went to a mission trip and was like, was it you? They, like, they got, like, locked up for a bit because yeah. they were allowed to... Uh share the gospel there was yeah. it you yeah oh not like i wouldn't say was it scary wasn't that extreme no was it was it locked up locked up it wasn't it locked up doesn't get what? scared no <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't locked up it was a, like mm, i don't know detained <laughs> that sounds worse. yeah i don't know um, there were security concerns <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean you're here now so you're good obviously yeah. it wasn't that yeah. bad yeah. yeah but honestly i wasn't like leading the trip I wasn't yeah. a part of it it wasn't stressful for me I had full faith in our <laughs> leaders to deal with it and they did right. so yay yeah. them <laughs> yeah right yeah no. no like that shows like your commitment I reckon uh, like uh, go on a such a trip. mission you know? everyone has their different things yeah. right adaptability yeah. is my thing <laughs> but yeah um, survive and I also remember like my youngest sister she went on a lot of mission trips and uh, I remember her like doing like stuff like um, painting houses and oh, you know, yeah. like those kind of stuff are involved as well in yep. mission trips I think yeah. where you your like second help youngest sister or your youngest sister? youngest where like you like help the community mm. with your volunteer work yeah yeah that sort of thing is real cool too yeah yeah there's some of that as well like and in church camps yeah. we wouldn't really do that for the... oh. depends oh really okay yeah it depends yeah. like you can have some of that as well like as a church camp you're like let's serve the community together let's they might have an afternoon where they do something, mm. you know. Mm, yeah. And, like, pick up rubbish as well is, is I think, that was mm. another mission trip thing that my mm. sister did. 
think that was quite like a I did a few of those things in youth group and I think it's a really good thing as well because again mm. you like band together for mm. a common task mm. but yeah we went into people's gardens and mm, yeah all kind of stuff. kind of stuff were definitely mm. involved yeah okay cool thanks for sharing related to that even if we're like you know get persecuted and stuff but why does persecuted mean? <laughs> 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 what is I don't know if that's a Christian thought. word, is it? <laughs> I don't okay. think so. Okay, like, um, go through difficulties. Um, why do Christians evangelize? You know? What's their motive? <laughs> What's their drive? People got to know Jesus. Is that our jingle? No, for real, it's the best thing. Like, mm, you can't, um, truth. <laughs> can't keep that kind of stuff to yourself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's true. If there was any other news that was genuinely like the best news, like, I got this jumper yesterday and I've told like three people already <laughs> what a good deal it was because I'm you so psyched. You didn't tell me. How much was it? <laughs> it's, this jumper me. right here was $3. It was $3. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's so cozy. But, um, and it's also Ralph Lauren. It's only $3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so yeah so i was like mad excited right i was like good news this bargain you should go here but like how much better is the offer of eternal life and knowing the living god like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's next level to being like this jumper was a steal <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna on the back of that I, I actually looked up a verse and this is john 3 16 like a lot of people would have would know this verse already it's like real popular hmm. uh, it says for god loved the world in this way he gave his one only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So verse saying that there's eternal life on offer mm. uh, through through Jesus. And like, as Hamster said, that's like really great news. Mm-hmm. Like it's on offer for everyone and it's free. Mm. And, you know, if you truly believe that yourself, you mm. would. You can get it. Yeah. yeah you would <laughs> tell people about it, right? Mm. With anything good, you're like, I do want to share that. Mm. Yeah. With understanding that there are like, you know, when people say, like, you know, you have to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, not mm-hmm. just Savior. You could be like, oh, you can't just accept the gift and then go about your life and be like, oh, yeah, I have eternal life now. This is great. And then still nothing's different. Mm-hmm. I think Reborn, it's yeah. still it's still challenging, right? Saying that yeah. there's a call to live differently now, to live for God yeah. mm-hmm. um, in response to what you've been given, yeah. eternal life. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think the main reason is just this truth. That there is eternal life and we're like, yeah, we want to tell mm-hmm. people about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do want to know, like, why are Christians so obsessed with sharing the gospel? Because, like, in this generation, like, keep your thoughts to yourself. Like, mm. you don't need to, like, you know, like, go about your way to, like, spread. Like, I'm okay with my opinion. You're okay with your opinion. It should end at that, that kind of thing. But, like, when you guys explain, like, how good it is, it's just, like, like kind of um, natural for us, I guess. Like, but mm. also... Not just because we are so happy about it, we want to share it. Mm-hmm. I think there's also, like, we're called to do it. There is a Bible verse where we are commanded to share the gospel. Matthew 28, do you want to read it out? Oh, how did you know? Oh, it's definitely going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll read Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 
Fox. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Fox. Like, yeah, definitely. Not only is there like, like it's such great news for us personally. We want to tell our friends about this. Um, there's also this command that's been given from here, Jesus to disciples, and then it says mm. to then teach those people that you you know are discipling to do the same. Mm. So if you think about it, it's like a trickle down effect that mm. as the disciples are discipling other people, those guys are discipling other people mm. and making more disciples and. It comes to us now as well. We have also that command uh, to go and do the same. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think ultimately that motivation is love though. It's not yes. And care. Yeah. And care. Like love for Jesus. Mm. And love like exactly what Hamster said. Mm. You know, that if this is something you really believe, of course you're going to tell others. Like mm. how much would you hate someone not to tell them? Um, rather than, I think, I know in other religions it's like a, oh, I need to share this news with like this many people to be accepted into heaven. Mm. Like it's definitely not. This is not a brownie point. This is definitely thing. not a brownie. <laughs> and and no, I love no. how you mentioned it comes from love and care, not because like you know we just want to build a bigger community and like get everyone to think like us. It's yeah. not really like no, that. Yeah. Like this mm. is genuinely the yeah. best thing I could tell you. Yeah. I think for me personally as well, because I think the question is really good and it's like a general. I think most uh, Christians would probably say a similar sort of thing. I think for me. Um, as well it's like I didn't grow up knowing this so that drives me massively to tell others because I'm like I didn't know this now I know this and my life is like transformed of course mm. I'm going to tell you you know mm. so that's like a, a big personal driver for me oh yeah I could I could totally relate <laughs> yeah like to, what's your personal drive yeah like I'll relate to, to Hedgehog with that like in the same way like I had some sort of upbringing in Christianity but I didn't really think about how that applied to myself at all. Um, I was just like, yeah, it's just a story. Didn't think mm. too much about it. But it wasn't until someone came and actually helped me to understand the gospel message. It made sense. And I was, I was like, yeah, actually, this is, um, this is true. And this is great news for me. Um, because I had that experience of like not really knowing Jesus and I guess walking with him, I guess. And then knowing him. Mm. And then having a relationship with him, I can, I like know and feel the difference it right. makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I see friends who don't know Jesus, I see my past self mm. and not saying they'll feel exactly the way I was feeling. Like everyone has different circumstances, mm. but where I'm currently now, I'm like, there is so much joy in knowing him mm. and I care about my friends mm. and yeah, I, I, it's not, I can't convince them, I can't force them to believe, but at least I could try to tell them why I believe, and they can make their own decision on that. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, that's my drive, just like, firstly, understanding God's love for me in Jesus, and then, because I love my friends, I'd, 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 I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think this is... Um... Um, what you were saying like you used to be a lukewarm Christian but then you became a hot Christian <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I was lukewarm I was very just not a Christian oh, like cold. <laughs> I was like straight cold like <laughs> right. I, I wasn't like anti-god or anti-bible or whatever yeah because I don't think people go about their days going I hate god you know if you're not a Christian it's also an, an indifference like not caring mm. because if god did create everything and created us for relationship with him and we don't care about that Mm. Um, that is actually offensive. I did call myself a Christian, mm. but looking back at it now, I'm like, no, I wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, 
When do you draw the line to stop evangelizing this person? <laughs> when do I know when to give up? Because for me personally, I think I give up too quick. Actually, like, initially I was going to say when they say stop. Yeah. But I think, like, confession, honestly, it's because when I get lazy. Yeah. When yeah. I, my life gets busy and I'm just, like, too caught up in my own things. That's when I stop. But if I was, if I had the time and I was like, yep, catching up with a friend, mm -hmm. I think it would be when they would just tell me they're like, actually, I'm not interested anymore. And then I'll back off. Like, I'm not going to force them. Mm -hmm. um, but I would let them know. I'm like, hey, like, if you do want to keep talking about this, like, do the, like, I do want you to know I'm here and mm -hmm. I'm open to chat with you. And I don't think any differently about kind of our friendship uh, because, you know, you don't want to hear more. That's okay. Um, but definitely when they, they, they say and express they're not keen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also a part to evangelizing as well. The, like, the actual backbone of it, which is also just praying for that person. Mm, yes. um, I think it's wise. If you're going to say actual words, which I recommend, like do talk to people, <laughs> do evangelize like we've been talking about. But even if someone says, you know, like stop talking about this or I'm not super interested, you might your conversations might look different or you might ease off for a bit, but you can still be praying for them. Um, yeah, and that's like not a passive thing either. It's mm -hmm. not like, Oh, I'm just praying for them. Like prayer does change things yeah. and it's not like a last resort. It's that's actually where things are moving and shaping as well. Yeah. Um, because it's not like your plan B like praying yeah. is your plan A. Yeah. Um, because even though we may share the gospel and speak to our friends, like ultimately we're not the ones who are doing the life changing. Mm. Yeah. Um, we believe in a real God who, who does work by his spirit mm. and we're, we're asking him to change people's lives. Mm. Um, and he can reveal himself to people. Um, and so we ask that he'll do that. And that might not be in the timing that we would like. Um, it could be like 30 years down the line, you know? Yeah. Um, it could really be on someone's deathbed that they go, yes, I do, do think this is true. And for different reasons, they've like suppressed that and they're like, nah, but you know, who knows? So praying is like definitely plan A, mm -hmm. pray yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, you you pray know. when you're talking to them, you pray if like, you're not going to be able to verbally speak to them or maybe you've had conversations. Hopefully you've prayed before that and during that, um, Maybe there's people that you haven't even talked to yet, but you're like, oh yeah, they're on your mind and on your heart to, yeah. to think of. Um, or maybe it's, yeah, like decades. Mm. Like it's a persevering thing as well to mm. be like, yes, I will yeah. continue to pray for my family members or my friends or my colleagues. Like that's a, it's a real dedication, I guess, that you need to continue mm. doing yeah. that. It might not be a short-term thing. Sometimes it is, and that's awesome. Um, and it's great and it's very encouraging if you're able to see the result of God moving, but sometimes you won't see it or sometimes you'll be a part of it and someone else will have the, mm. you know, a conversation and yeah, goes from there. But yes, I think if you're talking about uh, prayer as part of evangelism, which I think it is, I'd agree with Hamster, like you actually never stop. Like even if they literally sat you down and was like, never ever speak to me about this again, you're like, okay. I won't speak to you about it again, but I'm going to pray for you even more. <laughs> um, in terms of the speaking, um, yeah, I think either if they told me to, that they didn't want to, um, or actually if I could just probably read that they weren't that interested, I'd probably back off. Um, yeah. I'm pretty like, 
uh, I don't want to put people, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Like it's important. Yeah. Okay. For you, them to feel. You can tell when someone yeah. isn't interested. Yeah. So don't ignore body language. Like. Yeah. Social yeah. cues. Yeah. Social cues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, very much would listen to that. Yeah, and like respect yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It still depends on how well you know the person, though. Yeah. Like, there's still some stories and some amazing stories. Like, um, someone at our, our church um, who literally did sit her friend down and was like, look, if you talk to me about Jesus one more time, like, I'm not going to be your friend. <laughs> I probably would have given up, in all honesty, but he didn't. Um, and he was mm-hmm. like, look, like, I can appreciate that this is annoying for you. I understand that, you like, you know, you don't want to talk about it, but... I actually am going to keep bringing this up because it's that important. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she, she is a Christian now. Um, yeah. yeah, like who knows? Can't hypothesize accurately mm. about these things, but maybe she wouldn't be if yeah. that person hadn't been mm. like so mm. direct. I think it kind of depends on who you are as a person too, though. People can read if you're genuine. And if you're genuinely hardline about lots of things and you're like very black and white, I think you can push it more and just be like no look <laughs> like you i do want you to listen to this but it's not gonna be the same for every every person mm-hmm. um yeah. i think you've got to have some kind of eq to read the room read the person if you know them really well maybe you can push it a bit more if it's a random stranger like don't stalk them you know <laughs> yeah. in the end it's about loving a person and you can kind of work out if this is loving or not and yeah yeah i, I think christians can fall back on going oh, the most loving thing to do would be to share the gospel. Yes, true. But you still want to have a relationship and friendship with this person, right? Yeah. And so working out what that looks like, and if they say back off, then you should probably back off mm. uh, for a time. And, you know, it doesn't mean you can bring it up again, but, yeah, just mm. feel it out a little bit. Someone told Bear that when you're evangelizing, match their pace of the conversation so if they're like coming up like bam, 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 then like you know you you gotta kind of like match that and like go bam, bam. yeah that's good someone <laughs> that's that's great like I don't remember saying this but that's oh. great like, or yeah. if someone is kind of like you know like oh like you know like not not saying much and like you gotta kind of match that so you're not like too forward and like too direct and like I don't know like that kind of yeah that kind of thing okay all right so the last question is. What is the hardest thing for you when you are evangelizing? Okay, for me, I think the hardest thing is courage or boldness because um, I just like chicken out a lot of the times and my confidence is super low at the moment when I am sharing my faith. Like I can literally like hear my voice shake a little bit and like my hands are like sweaty as well. And I think this kind of fear um, comes from like either like failing to um, share the gospel correctly like I might say something that's like I don't know like say something stupid or like make a mistake and actually make them to stumble even more you know I'm just like thinking all these like bad stuff and and also another thing is like fear of rejection and ruining the relationship that I built like over time and then yeah I think those are my um, personal struggles or hardest thing about evangelizing no Fox, as an encouragement, I think even if we go about it and people can tell that we're really like anxious or afraid or don't like doing it, I think there's still power in that. Because oh, people are like, okay. well, clearly this person's uncomfortable and would rather not talk to me, but still they're doing it. That must mean they really believe in what they're saying. Mm, um, yeah. And I think as long as you're going about it prayerfully, then 
God is able to use whatever you say. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like you have to be perfect because you're never going to be. No, yeah. Uh, I think for myself, it would be getting too invested. In, in take, the person? Yeah, in oh, the person. Okay. Like, a, a lot of the evangelism I do is, like, with strangers. But I get quite attached. Um, mm. And, like, mm. become friends with them. And when, you know... I don't know, I say something and I might get offended. I, I take it real personally. Mm. It's probably a good thing also just to, because, yeah. you know, you have built a friendship. But I think there's just also other things like um, I spend way too much online on forums and reading how people really, just people just hating on Christians and them evangelizing and that affects me. Mm. And so letting that get to my head um, yeah, and stopping hard. me from like actually not like it'll stop me completely. Mm. It just makes me feel bad. Mm. Um, letting things get to me uh, right. too much. Uh, whether it is like um, offending someone or just reading stuff online, like on online forums and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A bit discouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's similar. I'm quite driven by emotion. And so if it's uh, evangelism in a relationship with someone that I in a relationship right someone that I know mm. then I think I can get too emotionally invested mm. um I don't know that you can get too emotionally invested let me reword that <laughs> maybe like I'm too fearful of, the, of losing the relationship I think that can be really scary um I think also though if it's someone that I completely don't know then I can be the other extreme and just not care enough I'm like oh yeah I'm just gonna do this because it's like what I do you know rather than being like this is someone's salvation this is someone's whole life um, yeah, that's that we're at that stake, yeah. So I think I can can swim quite a bit, mm. um, and also scared. Like, man, I get scared. Hi up. <laughs> mm. Another thing I just thought of in terms of evangelism is knowing my Bible well enough. I think mm. sometimes that that yeah. Yeah, not not saying that you need to know the whole Bible like really well before you can share the gospel with someone, but as you have those conversations, people. Well, have, definitely question yeah, your question. They will ask you questions about it, especially mm. some of the passages in the Bible where it's like, well, someone got stoned here. How is that okay? And you believe in God? Like, mm. how is that okay? And you're like, hold up, hold up. I, I, like, I did not I, prepare for this. I did not prepare a Bible study for this recently. <laughs> and I haven't, I, like last time I read this passage, maybe last year. And I'm like, I need to actually go to look at that again mm. to help you understand like what's going on there. Mm. But when someone brings that up, all of a sudden you're like, I can't give you an a confident answer because I don't want to say like something that's not true what what is actually going on there yeah it's okay to say I don't know when you yeah. don't know but actually a lot of people aren't yeah. I, I people pleaser you know I, I love don't let them down I don't want to let them down you know yeah. I don't want to give you an answer here and now and Same. when I say I don't know they're like oh, you <laughs> let me down no, I'm so sorry you know mm. um, so I think knowing the bible well enough mm. if anything it just yeah, it challenges me to be reading more often and to be studying up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like, honestly, it's just not prioritizing it a lot. Like, enough. The biggest block is just that I get into my little routine. I've got a million things to do at work. I get busy. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about it, you know? Mm. There could be plenty of opportunities around. Um, there's also an element of, especially if it's at work, like I said, I would, I would rather talk to strangers, like straight up strangers. No, no issue walking up to people in a park and being like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And uh, not quite as creepy as that. <laughs> I hope. Who knows? <laughs> now everyone's going to avoid parks. Yeah. All the listeners are like, parks, off limits, not going to parks anymore. You know who can't avoid me? People who work there. with me. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> no, but... Um, yeah, I just find that I'm like, hmm. There's other things I could be doing. I'm just not super direct of a person as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people love to ask, like, the deep questions in life and just really drill to the, <laughs> the, the guts of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I just cruise. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons to that, but the con of it is that I'm likely not going to drive the hard line, um, even when it's necessary. So, I think when it comes to evangelism and some of the, like, some of the really effective, inspiring stories... And when people just don't give up and they're like all invested, they're all in, they're just like, do, 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 keep pursuing this person. That's like not supernatural for me. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's probably that. That's okay. In all honesty. Yeah. I guess like different people have different personalities. So some people are yeah. way more assertive than others and, you know, ask the deep questions. I guess you got to find that balance, right? For the people who are mega yeah. assertive mm-hmm. and like just go right for it, they then you think about how do I actually love this person, care for this person through what I say. Yeah. And then for others who don't really have this kind of on their radar, it's like, mm-hmm. how do I do this more? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I think I'm on that flip side where yeah. I'm like, sure, I'm sure a bunch of people are comfortable hanging out, yeah. but at what point do you change the conversation to be like, hey, actually this is super important. Yeah. Like, I know we get along well, but this is like something, something, something you up. need to know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. There's never a right time, eh? Nah, and it's never going to feel comfortable. I think, like yeah. you said, Fox, I think there's always going to be some sort of, like, anxiousness to it. We're like, mm. oh, this is a bit awkward. But actually, <laughs> I think most of the important things and most of the high conversations yeah. you have are a bit like that, right? Yeah. We're like, yeah, this is necessary, but not super fun. <laughs> so, like, I'll give you guys a quick story. So, I'm just at work, I'm just chilling, and we're just having a real chill, casual conversation. And my boss is just like, are you Christian? My voice is like shaking and my heart is like pounding a little bit. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why am I so nervous? I'm like, y- yes. How did you know? Like, so you say yes, you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, and then just like ask me like these faith questions, and I'm just like always caught off guard, never mm. prepared. And then I'm like, am I even a Christian? Like, you, know, like... you are. <laughs> yeah. Just reminding you, you are. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. A... It's not based on how much you know. It's actually based on what you Jesus believe. has done. Yeah. Well, and your belief in him and your faith in him. Yeah. I just wish I had more courage and boldness and oh. knowledge. <laughs> That's actually another really good point, though. Like, if I haven't thought about something, I'm not going to be able to tell you about it. Like, I can't just mm. talk off the cuff often. So if I'm caught unprepared and it's a deep question, that's like the double whammy of like, this conversation's going nowhere. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna have to get back to you. I don't know what I think. That's why we have this podcast. (laughs) So we can be prepared. (laughs) I think often if someone like, does start asking those questions and I realise that, like, it's not just a passing conversation, like, they're actually interested. And if I'm not in the right, like, setting or headspace, I should be like, oh yeah, like, do you want to actually catch up on the weekend? Like, and talk about this instead. Mm. And, like... Totally. Yeah. Mm. Way better setting to do it than while you're at work, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But if you do that, what kind of preparation do you do before that meetup? I don't know. Just pray. 
and yeah. just meet with them. And like, be, like, just, mentally prepared, you know? Yeah. Mm. Like, just... You, you're going into it knowing that you're going to talk about it. So, yeah. like, not like you have to go, now I have to read the whole Bible before Saturday. No. <laughs> or anything like that. Mm. Um, but just... I think this helps knowing that that time's set aside for that purpose. Yeah. If anything, that that's helpful. I think as well, like, it's important that we remember... I know you said this, Bear, but God is the one who's in control. Yeah. And that he's the yeah. one that actually moves people's hearts. So even if we, like, completely butcher a conversation, it's not ideal, and we should be as effective as we possibly can in all situations, but even if we do, when we do, mm. God's still got it. I do think, like... I was going to say the irony of it. It's not really irony, but the times that I've seen where people have been most responsive is often if I'm not doing a good job of it. <laughs> we talk about this um, student group at uni a lot, but one of the the first times that I went out sharing, I think it actually might have been the first time, I went out with someone who was more experienced and she would like handed me a little booklet that we go through and share and I like bumbled through it, <laughs> just like tripping over my words and like not explaining stuff really great. Um... And the girl at the end of it was like, oh yeah, I agree with all of that stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I, was, I like, had to go back and clarify and be like, you mean you really agree that like Jesus is alive and like Lord and you've sinned, but you want to know him and all this stuff. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what do I do now? <laughs> but yeah, like that, that was a time where I was like fully unprepared and like, it was definitely not by my persuasiveness or like, the great job that I did yeah. that she wanted to know God mm. like that was the Holy Spirit moving mm. and I think it's yeah it's just it cracks me up because I'm mm. like I'm, I could probably more comfortably share now than then but you know that was the time that God decided you know to move and to change her heart um and there was other times where I'm like oh that was a great conversation like everything flowed so well you just have good banter with the person you share everything exactly the same and then they're not interested you know and that's, mm. that's kind of just how it is. It's humbling. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, exactly. same, yeah. Mm. The results of it are up to God. And if anything's yeah. going to happen, it's not because of how not great me. of a job yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah. Or how bad of a job you did, you know? Yeah. Your voice could shake. You mm. could forget what you're going to say. Yeah. Not be able to find the part in the Bible. Like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's still going to have a big impact. Yeah, that's a really good encouragement that it's all under God's control, not mine. Mm. And if he, if they say no... It's not like no to me, but like, yeah, yeah. you've done your bit. Yeah, you've succeeded. Mm. At yeah, less pressure. <laughs> What's success in evangelism, there? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> You're gonna ask that again. <laughs> so in the ministry that Bear and I work for, we have um, like a catchphrase that we encourage students with because of what, exactly what you just said, Fox. And the question was. What is success yeah. in evangelism? I always get the wording oh. wrong, but it's something like success in evangelism is to take the initiative to share Christ in the, in the power. power of the Holy Spirit and leave the rest to God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I'm going to get fired now. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Word for word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. Mm. Right. Cool. Well, I'm so glad we ended on a very encouraging, supportive, helpful note. And yeah, it was a great podcast as always. Self pat on the back. <laughs> you guys are the back. Okay. So we happy? Yes. Yes, I'm happy. We're good. We're good. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you're listening, I hope that um, 
gave you a little bit of insight why we evangelize and why it's so important to us and, and yeah i hope you found this episode interesting and thank you so much for listening all right so this was fox bear hamster hedgehog thanks for listening bye bye bye